All right. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Ratchet Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Donnie, and I am introducing my co-host today. Oh. <laughs> I was about to do the same thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, good people. This is Shady Kiss. Mwah. Yo, this is Petty Teddy. What's good? <laughs> what we is... was on today, wasn't we? <laughs> right. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Tonight we're coming to you. We're going to kick things off by talking about what has helped you become more confident and more secure as you have become approaching the age of 40, as you're approaching middle age, passing that middle age, whatever the hell we are these days, us elder millennials and junior millennials, junior and senior millennials. Right. Before we graduate into uh, midlife crises, which I am firmly beginning. Thank you very much. (laughs) So what would you say has helped you? Petty, you look stunned. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I'm not. That's the crazy part. I'm not. I'm just really happy today. Don't ask me why. I know why. So what has helped you be more confident? What what's made you stand more firm in who you are? Ooh, uh, there's a, I would probably attribute it to three different things. Um, number one, therapy. Therapy was a wonderful thing for me. I love therapy. Um, it was amazing. Uh, a lot of unpacking, a lot of unlearning, and a lot of learning. So yeah, but that's a whole other conversation. Number two would have to have to be, excuse me, my sexual exploration. So mm-hmm. like actually taking that journey to <laughs> to realize like what am I actually into and all the things that I was intrigued by and actually like seeking to understand and even explore to kind of figure out if it's really what I think it is, if it's what I like, am I going to get the type of pleasure that I think out of that activity? So like that has also been interesting on that journey. Um, and then I would just say kind of in between one and two, like one A. <laughs> I don't know if I can really call the third one. It's like one A would be like accepting. Um, a. Right. Accepting like my full self, including sexuality and like letting go of shame. Like, mm-hmm. so I would have to say all of those kind of played a part in the last couple of years to really like get me to where I'm actually at today as a, as a person, as a man, as my being. You know, when you said shame, I don't know if either of you have ever watched Big Mouth on Netflix. Yes. But the shame monster, when the shame monster shows up and it's this creepy old looking white dude, it's just like waiting to just anything that he can possibly exacerbate and make you agonize over and how Mm -hmm. it affects your personality. And it's so funny watching that show and realizing how much everybody is carrying that. Like we assume that everybody that we want to be like, or that we look at and hang out with and is successful. Oh, they don't have shame. They don't have fear and everybody has it, but like learning to let go of it and just being like, you know, fuck it. I'm shameless. It don't matter. Like, right. That was the first thing I thought of, but Also, in terms of the, like, sexual exploration and, like, owning your sexuality, like, I'm a very anxious person, and I don't think people realize how anxious I actually can be because I project a very different image, but 
I deal with anxiety. I pop anxiety pills when necessary. Like, you know, I've I've gone to therapy for that ish. Like, you know, so it it, it makes me think about that because when it comes to my sexual exploration and my sexual life, that's where there have been situations and things I've been presented with where the first thing in my head is, you know what? I know this is not going to go well, but at least it'll be a good story. (laughs) Fuck it. You know, and then I like the next morning I'm calling Petty or even my twin sister and telling her like, girl, let me tell you about the shit that went on last night. I have sent my sister pictures in the middle of sessions where I had to sit off to the side because there were things going on that I was like, wait, you do it. Okay, I'm just gonna sit over here and watch. And I <laughs> took a picture and sent it to my twin and was like, hey, if I gotta see this fucked up shit, so do you. Like we, we were like, <laughs> I care what you either. <laughs> like we doing this together. Like <laughs> fuck that. You riding this ride too. Like we ride or die. We came into this world together. We gonna see this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> That's a true partner in crime. Okay, okay, right there. You know, so, but it's, I have learned to apply that in my everyday life. Like, there has been a point where I've had to just be like, you know, what's the worst that's going to happen? At least it'll be a good story. At least you'll learn from it. Fuck it. Go for it. <laughs> right. You know? right. Yeah. So, I, Hey, let your fleek fleek flag. You know let what your I mean. freak flag fly. Yeah, right. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> Most definitely. Um, so I would say with me, obviously owning my full self and not giving so much of what's sacred to me out to the world. Um and being more honest that that's not necessary and being honest with myself on why I do that. I do think that therapy is necessary. I actually necessarily need to get some more therapy from the chapter I just left out of my life to where I'm going, just so that way I don't bring baggage that is actually not welcome and even needed. You know, this trip where I'm going is going to be way more sunny, so I'm not going to need my winter clothes. So I just need to kind of like switch it up. And being honest, I feel like that's what, like you were saying, Petty, unpacking. So I just think that I need to, I'm in a phase of that's what I'm doing right now. And so it's helped me be more comfortable in not giving everything because I actually am very comfortable in being a sharer and that makes me feel good. Like it's never about me wanting attention. That's how I've been in my family. And I'm very much a, um, I would say I'm the minority in my, even in my family, like the black sheep when it comes to how much strength I have in my vulnerability of emotion. And so I, I like to share and tell my business. I, if I work hard, it's hard for me to work within like secrecy because I've had to before and it's just, it doesn't serve me. And so I have went the complete opposite in and shared too much. So me being able to pull back, I have a freedom and now knowing like that's for me and that's okay. That doesn't mean that I'm being fake or being closed off, but that's me. Um, and being more protective of that energy. And so I feel, I feel like I show up so much more powerful because I'm not giving so much of myself away to people who don't know how to handle me anyways. Yeah. Um, so it just is like, it that's made me feel more confident. Um, 
and take more ownership of other areas. I think that I have sexually definitely grown to say what I mean and mean what I say instead of being coy and being a tease because that's really what my nature was. It's because I like to be chased. I mean, who doesn't? Um, and so with me being a guy's girl, you learn that men like to chase. And so putting up those type of things is very childish and how I was doing it. And it kind of wasn't letting me be served the way I needed to be served. And so I just have shown up I am a relationship girl, so I've been in a relationship a long time, but I even show, I mean, like you can damage yourself in a relationship by not keeping it real. Mm-hmm. Like you could end up leaving somebody who could really be a great sexual match for you because you're not speaking your truth because you're trying to be cute or, I mean, if they're your best friend, if this is the person you got to end up sick and cleaning your ass, why not be real with them? Like you're not making me come or you, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Or you're not a pleaser and I'm tired, you know, like you Wait. have to say, that so just that's where I just come, but that only you're not making me come, but you're doing shit that prevents me from coming. Like, Amen. if you, I don't understand relationships where people can't ask for what they want, and explain like no. this person is sleeping next to you, they've heard you fart, they've heard you shit, they've heard you vomit. They see you butt ass naked at your they worst. Done, they don't smell you at, at your worst. All kind of different. Like things. they know all your bad habits. At this mm-hmm. point, ask what you want. You know what, motherfucker? Yes. I need you to get down there and lick my balls for the next twenty minutes and don't say yes. shit else to like, me. Like I only want you to say words after because that throws like, me off. Like I mean, you have to be that real. Like you're speaking the truth, Donnie. Like no if, words. That's the only way that you really get what you deserve out of something. And you'd be surprised that your partner wants to give that to you. And sometimes they think that they are because you're lying. So they think that well, they are. There's that. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, those are the things that, that I have been focused on. And that's helped me over this time to like show up a more confident shade of kiss. But you know what? You said the lion, like, let's talk about. Yeah, we be lying. Women that's really that's... be lying. I don't know. Oh, it's don't not just show. Women. so that's the conversation we need to have then let's have it please let me tell you (laughs) i have faked it a number of times as as a practicing (laughs) hermosexure there are times that you be with somebody and y'all going at it and i would be transparent i'm on lexapro you don't always Mm -hmm. come with you on anti-anxiety meds like Mm. sometimes those will prevent you from getting there Yes. And at this point in my sexual life, it's not I mean, always busting a nut. Like sometimes I want to, but at the same time, sometimes it's like more the act, like, or I just need that confidence boost. If I just knocked your block off and you done came about three, four times, and now I'm ready to roll oh over. My God. Leave me alone. Yep. Like, yep, completely. You know, no, it's like, the truth. That is completely the truth. You speak, you said a whole word with that because that's the part that we don't talk about when it comes to sex. Sometimes it's not always about the end result for you. Like I may, I may not want to to come, but I want to see you come because that's like a job well done. Like I don't know, like listen, like at least I got something done today. (laughs) Yeah, job well done. To me, especially being in a long term relationship, being able to please my partner makes me feel more secure. That I am. I mean, not that it's going to stop anything, but. Yeah. I love to know that I showed up right. I can't control with how you receive it, but I know if I'm putting in the work, that's what I'm doing. And I, if that makes me feel good as a partner 
that doesn't that wants to be in a monogamous monogamous relationship it makes me feel like i'm trying to contribute to not having a problem so i love it like it makes me feel good but at the same time you can have that mentality and start to short yourself because now you just trying to show up all the time and then that's when you become kind of like pick me like i'm trying to hear like i'm trying to do something to make you stay at home and it's like i'm not doing that either so you it's a fine line it's a it's a nice dance to make sure that you are still getting yours but making sure you're giving even when you don't want to sometimes making sure you're still showing up and that is difficult in a long-term relationship because you definitely get real lax real routine-ish and somebody that's when somebody got to be real and call the other person out and that's hard to do sometimes because you don't want no problems like, i need you to grab these braids and twist your hand <laughs> i mean bam bam me something i don't know like i don't know Listen, like, over the over the stairwell <laughs> real quick wait till wait till uh baby boy go to sleep or just or just shh. listen okay be okay. real quiet <laughs> not me the you behind ideas. you <laughs> yes because sometimes that's what the fun part about it is or just be like mm, because I want you have to create that seat. energy i want you to be my seat tonight <laughs> yes because you two because you two are single right now so you get to mingle freely well I, donnie you not really single but you are you have a single mindset lord but um <laughs> so there's that but you guys I'm have more fun emotionally more committed sexually open complicated situationship <laughs> which is way more exciting years. which is way more exciting than a 20-year monogamous relationship or some are so that's what i'm saying you have an excitement <laughs> that you don't have to create like i need to make sure i try to create so that way i don't get bored or him and that's sometimes is a challenge to try to yeah that's sometimes hard y'all you know teddy that's what we're gonna call our show the one that we were talking about writing we're gonna call it monogamish like <laughs> I like that ish. <laughs> like, <laughs> that oh my ish. god! Like yeah. monogamish. Like I love it. And, you see, it, I have it, it on there. On net, it's not network. It's not made for network TV. Because not at all. Like if people ever <laughs> found my real Twitter, or oh. not my real Twitter, but my alt Twitter, like your ratchet, your ratchet twit. It, it. I don't even know if ratchet is the word for it. It goes further than that. You talk about exploration, <laughs> and I, you know, I flirt with the idea of starting an OnlyFans because I'm an. Shock you ain't got one. And everybody making money and shit. Why not? So every now and then, I like to post things and see what might inspire people. What and Let why me be your gonna be going and looking for this shit now? But it's locked yeah, down. Yeah. You can't get in. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> You're, you're gonna have them DMs blown up. But you know, I like to see like <laughs> if I did pursue that, would I actually be successful? So you know, there's things that appear from time to time. No, you I know, definitely think you would be successful from the stories I hear. Hell yeah. I, and you won't I, even let me break into the vault yet, so I can only imagine. Uh, we haven't even broke the seal. You know, it... Because I'm beginning to explore, we, we talk about exploration and, uh -huh. you know, if we're going to have the real conversation, let's put it out there. You know, we're going to keep it PG-17, NC-7, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but we're gonna keep it on that level. So, you know, if we're gonna go there, even my own exploration has gone into areas of domination and sub. I am yeah, I'm very clear that I am not a sub. When it comes to BDSM, I am not a sadist. I am not a masochist. Bondage and domination, yes. And I think people, because you put BDSM together, yep. people assume that all four of those acronym letters actually are involved. And no, it's not. masochism is my, I, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. I don't get pleasure out of inflicting pain. Uh-huh. Mm-mm, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> That's where I'm at. <laughs> you know, okay. and I'm, but that does not mean that I won't get out a flogger and flog a, a sub friend of mine if that's you know what we're doing that night but it's not in the I'm intentionally trying to inflict pain I, I'm if anything it's more of a what are your limits and so as, so hold on so break down for me but also some of the viewers who are like me break down what um, BDSM is like what are the differences so B and D in the BDSM is bondage and domination. Petty Teddy, am I? You know, so bondage and domination, we're in the rope play. We're into restraints, ankle restraints, wrist restraints. Um, there yeah. may be a collar involved. Maybe the t- collar is tied to something. So, you know, head movement is restricted. Maybe there's a hood involved. So like there's identity. Okay. Maybe I want to tie you up and put a hood on you and just leave you there for a minute to think about what I'm going to do to you and the, just the anticipation. But it's also a game of trust. It's, mm-hmm. do you trust me enough? And not just do you trust me enough to do these things to you, but also to take you to that headspace and bring you back. Okay. Because in flogging, it's a whole other headspace that somebody's into. When you go into a sub headspace, it's a whole different experience. It, and it, at that point, it's not even necessarily about sex. Yes, there is sexual arousal involved, but it's not all wrapped around sex at that point. Okay. But the sex is heightened by that trust and that connection. If I can take you to that headspace and bring you back down and you feel safe and comfortable, and then I can fuck the dog shit out of you and have your eyes roll in the back of your head, you're going to be thinking about me no matter what for the next six months every time you touch yourself. You know, so (laughs) it's that. It's the level where Fifty Shades didn't explain what the fuck was actually going on. Like, where they just made it look like a slightly abusive relationship, like, in the movie. You know what I mean? Patty, what you you thinking? No, I feel like I'm in total agreement with you. Um, I don't think you're far off. I do think referencing that movie brings it kind of home. You could actually get a picture of the movie. Cause they didn't like. I've watched the movie and it took me for like I it's, I struggled to get through it. Cause I was like, this is not what it's really like. You know what I'm saying? I have friends that are in the scene, and you know they're teaching me because I'm interested in some bondage and domination. Like I myself am not a sub. People mm-hmm. like to think I am because I'm mild mannered at times, but you know again, it's just Bruce Banner and the Hulk. <laughs> so most of the times I'm Bruce, unless you make me turn into the Hulk, then it's a different story. <laughs> But by no means am I anybody's sub. 
<laughs> Sorry, get somebody else to do it. Um, but yeah, uh, Donnie is definitely a hundred percent on target. It's okay. different mind frame for me. I love the power aspect, and I think because for so long I felt powerless in lots of other ways. Being able to be powerful in that aspect in the bedroom or sexually has allowed me to regain confidence or just even get confidence in general in areas I didn't have it or where I was low. Um, you know, and it's been a, and also being able to again own that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like this. This is what I want to do to you. And this is because this is what you like done to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and actually being able to own that, having that conversation and like everybody know what time it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that conversation of limits. And for folks that don't know, if they are comfortable enough with you to want to explore, I I have a sub friend or a guy that would consider himself to be my sub, so to speak. And we're currently testing his limits and finding out like, what do you like? What don't you like? What do you like? And only up to this point, how far can we take some different activities. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a fun exploration. And, and it's also a learning experience in a number of ways. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what are what are the other two then? The one, the two that you said that you don't do? So How the S and M, sadomasochism. Sadists enjoy inflicting pain masochists enjoy receiving it so yeah i might flog or spank use a riding crop use a whip yeah there may be some marks left but it's not purely like i just want to see like what your pain pain threshold is oh they may not even care what your pain threshold is okay they want to find that threshold and play with it okay and I'm I'm not trying to do that to you. Like I'm not trying to bring out no blood. I'm not trying to bring like Okay. Yes, I might laugh in that moment where I take you to where you say red. Yeah, there might be a moment where I chuckle because it's like, okay, yeah, I would say red too. Like <laughs> right now. <laughs> like, like, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but the sadist, at least the ones I've experienced, there was a guy who approached me. And wanted to get with me and told me that he was a sadist. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not even a subs, let alone a masochist. So I'm not sure what we're going to do. But then he proceeded to show me pictures of some things that he had done with someone. I'm not getting ready to tie up your testicles and beat them to the point that they're red and look like they're about to bleed. That... Oh, that made me cringe. Ugh. And I'm not going to yuck nobody's yum. If that's what you like, great. That's you, boo. But red, red, flag on play, <laughs> foul. That's a tech. False sports <laughs> reference you can think of. I'm throwing that right now. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. foul ball, no RBI. Something like, <laughs> just. No. Yeah. So, you know, that that's the difference. Like, and the person that wants you to cause them pain to the point of cutting them or, you know, inflicting 
actual damage and bruises and no yeah that, yeah, that you, it, of them I, i'm more with you all i'm more with the bd piece of interest there's nothing at all that interests me about the SM. other i mean like for, to each his own i've always been a firm believer of that like however that i just yeah I like don't want if that's to how you get down and get your lucky charms, mm -hmm. cool, but right, I ain't doing it. <laughs> nope, I'm more of a yes. Golden Grams dude over here. Like, yes, you know, I'm like... Well, thank you. Look, well, uh, thank you, Mr. Donnie, for that educational service announcement. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it, it's been interesting. It's been fun. My son wanted to try hot wax. And found out that that's a, a green for him for the most part. Um, mm. you know, it's fun and games. It's all fun and games until somebody loses an eye. So I have a question for both of you then. So do you, I mean, this is kind of touching somewhat, so it might slide into another conversation as well. But do you find it different when it comes to races? When it comes to the BDSM scene, um, have you been exposed to different things depending on who your uh, sub or who your partner or whoever you're experiencing it with? I'm going to let Teddy take this one first, especially with that look on your face. I just, I only know from what I see. So you probably okay. have more experience than I do. <laughs> but no, you've had, we've talked about this and what the differences that we see are. Like, I'm going to let you kick that. So it's very interesting you asked that question. I just from my experience, I do see there's a big difference. I don't know. Um, especially around, you know, bondage and domination and even kinks and fetishes. Cause I feel like to leave that out of this conversation would be remiss because that sometimes goes hand in hand with like bondage and domination for certain people, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I feel like there, <laughs> I definitely feel like there is a major difference between like the like especially black and white. Uh -huh. For me, the the black men that I've encountered that are into you know bondage, domination, kinks, and fetishes have been for the most part more educational. Like they're they're more willing to explain what things are and show you without actually doing stuff to you, but like letting you understand this is what this is. Okay. What you think you might be doing really ain't what it is, and so quit playing with something you ain't got no business playing with. Like that, that's been more my experience of with the black with the black men that have been a part of this community, right? Versus okay. have engaged <laughs> with certain like of our you know lighter skin counterparts, our Caucasian cousins. Um, <laughs> it has been very interesting. It's more like a demand, like this is what I want done. It's like you ain't even asked me if I was into that shit. Like, nah, I ain't into that. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Or okay. like, so it's like, you know, it's a demand, like, this is what I want done. Yeah, nah, I'm cool on that. Um, Or just like, there's a particular place, I'm not going to name the name, where every time I go, it is a scene that caters more towards like, you know, the leather, the kink and stuff. Mm -hmm. And every time I go, somebody feels the need to put their hands on me in some type of form or fashion, like, and start doing things that they feel like I would like. Who says you could touch me? <laughs> who told you you could come in my space in the first place? Get your fucking hands on me. <laughs> Pardon my language. <laughs> Side note on that. I think that's a combination. You give off a friendly, hey, I'm down for anything vibe. And then when people approach you, they find out, fuck around and find out. <laughs> Whereas I have that. I give off a don't fuck around vibe. Like you don't want to find out. Trust me. 
but I'm down for the shits and giggles. You like the shits and giggles. And so it we give off two different vibes because people don't do that to me. Like that does not happen when I'm in the same spaces. So I think it's the vibe that we both give off. Like <laughs> it, it, I think that's a lot of vibe. But it so my experience in terms of race and that community. Most of the people that I play with and do those types of things with are white. We do have friends because I have several fr groups of friends that engage in these things. Um, there are other Black people in those circles. But they tend to also be surrounded primarily by white people. Like, yep. to find somebody that is Black who is into bondage and domination who is mostly also involved in the Black community and around other Black people is not a normal thing. Okay. Uh, At least not outright where you can like, oh, I know that this person does it. Like, it's still very like, I know Donnie do it and I do it. And we know we know that we okay. both part of this community, right? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like not too many other people know that. Okay. <laughs> right. Like right. it would be like that. Okay. Yeah. And the when I do encounter some black men that are open to exploration who are not necessarily involved in that community, what they come up with is what Petty was referred to as that you think you playing with something you don't know nothing about. Okay. Stop. Like stop just stop yeah. especially like that daddy role like everybody wants to be daddy there is so much more to being a daddy than just call me daddy and fucking you down till you can't catch your breath you know what i'm saying or trying to tell you what to do with your life like it is that is so not what it is you know what i'm saying like and 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 people play with that and then you get people that like you meet subs that are real subs you know what i'm saying like the headspace, they live in that headspace quite often every day, you know, maybe all the time, right? That kind of person encounters a sub who's that kind of impressionable, which we'll get to that later. Who's <laughs> very impressionable. You have a very bad situation. It mm -hmm. can be very abusive um, or for the sub, not just mentally but and emotionally, but also physically. Mm -hmm. You have somebody who has this false sense of dominance and power where they just a boy, no shade. They just a boy. They're not really a man. They're not a daddy, but they feel like they are. And so, like, mm -hmm. like it's just a bad idea for everybody. <laughs> At least in my yeah. opinion, that's yeah. a bad idea for everybody. And I think the leather community, I would associate the leather community more closely with BD, BD the bondage and domination, okay. and BDSM overall. I would associate the leather community more with that. Yeah. Okay. The I don't know if people realize how expensive that shit is. Listen. Like that gear, like them harnesses, a leather jock strap, boots. And I'm not saying you gotta wear the whole outfit or the whole get up, but it helps you put yourself in the mind space. It's just like when people say you may not be a hoe, but you're wearing the uniform. Like I may like I gotta put on my horror form and get ready for what I'm about to do. Like so if I'm wearing the proper horror uniform 
or the daddy uniform. Like I've got on the harness, I've got the hat, I've got the logger, I've got at least a wristband or something on leather. And that stuff is expensive. Like toys are expensive. Listen. <laughs> good sex toys are expensive. Ones that don't feel weird or first of all, good sex is expensive. Period. Okay. Okay, okay, good sex is expensive, period. Because you got to make sure you got the right lubes, toys. If you're using other things, <laughs> you got to have the right kids the if you need one of those. Like, yes. I'm just saying, sex is expensive if you're having good sex. <laughs> no, it's true. It's an investment like anything else. <laughs> it's an you know, unless you just fucking through a sheet like you Amish or some shit. Like, you know, and then sheets get expensive, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. Either way, you coming out of pocket. <laughs> like, that part. You come, out, you come out them draws, you coming out of pocket. <laughs> you know, and and I mean, that's only one aspect of, like, exploration in the community. Like, yeah. I know folks that have built entire dungeons and rooms for glory holes. There's a... <laughs> I, I know Don't we hit a whole much. other one. It, it's the rabbit much. hole. It's the rabbit hole. Don't give too much. Yeah. <laughs> Let's save something for later. <laughs> but people go like <laughs> Yes, they have additions onto their homes for other activities. <laughs> yes. Like I think that's kind of cool. Oh, it is. Like to me, that's money. On again, Netflix, that's how money. to build a sex room is amazing. Yeah, I, I was just about to say. That. I was just about to say. Hey, you listen, about that show blew. Like, so there was some stuff I didn't even know that after watching that, I was like, "Yo, I want to try this shit." <laughs> yes, I sh I showed Darrell that. Oh, oh it's e dope. Listen, now e I want to stay in Andrew's Cross. I can't wait to get me a flogger. <laughs> You hear me, Donnie? I said, zip that name out. Okay. Right, but, right. Um, yes, I showed him that too because I was like, this is so dope. And and I mean, it's mind-blowing just the creativity. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, and I yeah. think there's another thing we don't talk about. Sex is creative. Like, it's creativity. Not even just the positions that you do, but like the shit that you think of before you even get there. Like it, it I feel it's like art. It so many things going, not just your hormones, but so many things in you like come alive, they spark and like and so I'm going to segue just a little bit, but like, I feel like maybe that's sometimes why like anything around sex is so demonized because it does give you an ability to be more than what you think you are. Like when that's, yeah. when it starts to kick in, like you feel like you could do anything. You feel like, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. can be anybody like, cause I got this. And then like, and once you really, once you harness that like energy, that power, whatever you want to call it. And it can spill over in other areas of your life. I feel like people then are like, oh, now you're dangerous because now you recognize yes. who you are and what you can actually do. And even though you didn't discover that in traditional means of exploration, you've now gotten to this point. And so I feel like sometimes that's why things, sexual things are demonized or, you know what I'm saying, made to be frowned upon in certain ways because people know if you harness that kind of energy, it literally changes you. And that's why a lot of, and that's, I mean, this is a part of, you know, Shady Kiss, very much conspiracy at times. I love, there's truth to so many things, but that is the reason why so many cults actually um, utilize sex in that way because of the power that it, that it harnesses and the confidence and things. So it's really, I mean, science-based, you know, um, spiritual-based, 
that is the truth about sex. Um, I mean, it creates life. I mean, that it, even biblically, you know, mm -hmm. is utilized as a harnessing power of, you know, that, you know, can elevate, obviously create life. So I, I don't think that you can far-fetched, no matter what area you look at it from that realm, you are harnessing a level of energy um, and it's power in number. So the more energy, the more people that bring it in that same energy on the same accord, you are elevating to a different sphere. But that's neither here nor there. But that right. is a lot of reason why cults and different things. And that's why it's demonized, because it's <laughs> trying to frighten people away from harnessing that level of energy and things that really will take you to the next level within yourself. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's why people... I was saying I love that how you both show up. Um, and that's something that I think that women have, and this is going into another area that we love to talk about. Um, but I think that that's why women and men kind of have this battle because women for so long have had to suppress yep. sexually. And so we're jealous that a man can show up so confident and a lot have to do because he's able to own his sexuality. And I think that that's what's wrong with the LGBT community when it comes to the heterosexual is because you are stifling people from being able to exert their true energy and self by saying, not allowing them to tap into that because they, you demonize it. You're like, no, it's bad. And it's just because you don't want other people to have that level of power as well. So you're like, no, don't connect. That is bad. It's the devil and everything. But is it? Is it the devil? You know, and so, you know, I just feel like that is a big thing when it comes to control is that to make something like sex seem so horrible. But I think with anything, if you don't know how to use the tool because we don't Listen. talk about it, then that's why it's that's why it's demonized because people yeah. are misusing yeah. it. Yeah, it's but become very reckless. There are people in your life that are not having good sex. You can tell. Ooh, baby, like, you can tell. <laughs> the people in your life that are not Ooh. sexually satisfied, you can tell, you know? Yeah, you and can. when you encounter someone that is getting fucked well on a regular basis, yes. they show up differently. They vibrate yes. differently. They do. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I can't even tell in my own life. Now I have shown up when I know what's happening in the house and what's not. So I'll be <laughs> I can tell with somebody else. I definitely want to touch on something that you brought up, Shady Kiss, though. It's like when you talked about women, I think also another side of that coin, or even on the same side of that coin, I don't even know if it's so much jealousy as like women now feel like they have the space to own that, like that confidence, that power in their sexuality, in their sex. Like I feel like women now feel like they can they can command this space. Like I know who I am. And not saying that that's the only way they got it, but like we know sex can be used as a weapon. But I think now women are starting to understand it's not it's not a way for me to just run the world and get what I want, but it's a way for me to understand who I am and yes. me being able to communicate what I want, what, what pleases me, what, you know what I'm saying? What, and standing on that and knowing that, okay, if you ain't going to do it, I can find another one that will, you know what I'm yes. saying? And I think women have finally gotten to this space where they like, listen, I could do bad all by myself or I can find somebody else. You can go. And I was about to say they will women now speaking of toys and things they will please themselves Listen. or there are have, have been women who have decided like why would not maybe I am interested in women maybe I will I mean so a lot of things yeah. have come about with this because of the exploration of like why should I sexually just uh, suppress myself or not get what I feel like I need and deserve so I'll either do it myself or I'll find somebody to do it yeah and I also believe that that's that also lends to another part of, I uh, feel like women being able to know their worth and men having mm. 
with women now knowing what their worth is and that baby women are entitled to enjoy sex just like a man they're not supposed to just lay there and take it they're not a human masturbator sorry so like right. she's entitled to say what she'd like get in whatever position she won't tell you she wanted this way and, and what you mean wait what you mean you want to like this give her what she asking for don't you want it yeah. i don't right. see no problem is ain't everybody trying to get some so ain't i'm everybody trying to get it. and if she trying to give it to you you want to give it to her what's the problem well, like you know i would if you're gonna get a back cramp come on you <laughs> do all that <laughs> Let's okay, maybe a couple strokes. You ain't got to spend the whole 10 minutes there if you ain't gonna you, make it. No, you okay. gotta put Otis in yoga first before you huh. try to in the pretzel. What you trying to do to a grandpa and uncle? He's so do we're, coming, we're coming back. I do feel like men have an issue with now women also being able to own that and understanding that spilling into other areas of our life and them understanding what they're worth and knowing that no, no man is not gonna treat me like this, not just sexually, but like you're not gonna treat me like this right. as a person and I think men have a lot of issue with that sometimes because it's like, well, I'm the man. But baby, you haven't showed up as a man. You're showing up as a boy trying to tell somebody what to do. If you showed up as a man, you would be supportive and you would want to understand and get to learn your partner as well. And not just thinking that they need to acquiesce to everything that you desire. I agree. It's a two-way street, though, too. It is. Yeah, but women have to literally. be honest. Like I was saying, we kind of lie sometimes. Yeah. So uh, we, well, I won't lie. Say we lie. We manipulate and finesse the truth sometimes. But as I just did, I was giving you an example of how we can do that. And <laughs> that is what can happen sometimes. So it confuses those who may not be on the emotional wavelength. So they don't know that they're not doing the things that we need. Or they don't know that they're not, you know you know, daddy long stroke because you you haven't told them that that's not real. Um, I mean, so but, sometimes those white notions can get them on the wrong pathway. Okay. Yeah, we but, with daddy. <laughs> how do you, if you with somebody that think they putting it down, uh -huh. I'm not going to say that I'm speaking from experience. I'm saying as a hypothetical because <laughs> okay. If he were to ever get a hold of this and listen to it, I don't want to hear no shit. <laughs> but let's say you with somebody oh my God. who think they putting it down and they think <laughs> they like wearing you out. Uh -huh. And again, we started this conversation saying that, you know, to some extent, you're self-esteem like you've been at work it's been hard all day. Everybody done told you, no, you come home and you put it down. You think you done something. Right. How do you tell somebody you've been doing? Okay. <laughs> For example, one of my sisters, I don't give a damn if her husband get a hold of it. He getting divorced anyway. She told me at one point, she was like, you know, I done had three kids. He been with the same damn stroke for the last 13 years. It ain't doing shit for me. Like, so how do you tell somebody Look, you need to switch it up. You need to do something else without destroying their self-esteem. Like, how do you, like, because if you start, I, I know, okay, babe, hey, let's try this. Let's try that. You can subtly make hints. But even that, they think they knocking it out the park and they putting it down and you like, what the hell are you doing? Like, it, we've all had a moment where we, we've been there and somebody's been doing something we like. Anytime you're ready to stop doing that, you can stop. Like, you don't have to keep doing that. Like, who told you that with you? Like, uh, 
<laughs> it's gonna be some hurt feelings involved. Period. Um, so let's just say that I'll be hurt. Um, no matter how you, this is one of those things. No matter how you cut it, it's still gonna bleed. So, um, I would say that it's always not what you say is how you say it. I'm a firm believer that that's always rule number one with stuff and speaking truth. But then you also, a lot of times people are not honest that there's other areas in the relationship that are messing with them. For women, since we're such um, mental, emotional people, there's something else that has that the person that we're trying to be intimate with has done that's messing with our connection. Because other than that, a woman will be satisfied with a man's sexual, unless she's like high sex drive. But most of the time, women will be satisfied with their the man. That uh, jackhammer stroke. Huh? With that jackhammer stroke. Some, some people will, because maybe he's financially doing something. There's another security being provided. Yeah, that's your service getting bruised. <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that when you have that conversation, <laughs> I think that... I don't know. I just think that when you tell some, you have to tell somebody if you plan on staying with them, you have to find a way to be honest about that. I don't know. There's no way to not have that conversation unless you want to just keep not being pleased or you end up having you a side, uh, a side piece. I mean, period. But I think some people don't even know that there's something else. Like maybe they have only been jackhammered. Like, yeah, they've been with And that's why they're going to be showing up acting lashing out and shit. Like you're going to see them. And you're going to try yeah. to find them something. <laughs> So, I mean, you know those people. Those are the people like, please get something. Like, let somebody lick on you. Let somebody lay you down. I don't know. Come and give me a hug and lay on my titties. I don't know what to tell you. Yes. Like, so those are people who show up that way. Like, period. Like, they I can think of outlet. several people from the old plantation that you know they back was not getting broke down. You, okay. Nothing was happening. No, I no, think it's Today, you could also show your partner or whoever some pronos. Yes, I said pronos. Yes, I like that. <laughs> like, like Y'all knew what I meant. I like uh, that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe be like, hey, let's watch something because I want to try watching it. And maybe be like, you see how they did that? I want you to do that to me. And maybe it is because it's a different stroke or something or different yeah. position. Maybe that's a maybe softer blow instead of just, yeah, you know. <laughs> You ain't made me nut. Like, I don't mean like Because you have to have exposure and experience, I mean, to be able to experience something. So sometimes, like you said, people just don't know if they haven't been exposed to it or had a teacher. Or yeah. felt safe, just felt safe in general enough to say, like, I don't know how to do that. Or what is that? You know, we just go around blindly acting like we know things and posture. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And that's how it just rides out because people don't be honest with themselves or each other. We just be going following along and, and blindly. If it wasn't for the internet, I think a lot of people wouldn't know that it was okay to do certain stuff. Shay, I sent Teddy this clip of um, Stevie J's son the other day on Twitter. Uh -huh. And I sent it to him because I was like, oh my goodness, everybody trying to do porn. Uh -huh. Like, he's just trying to capitalize off his daddy's name and do an uh -huh. OnlyFans. Uh -huh. Teddy, I said to him, he said, "Oh my God, I need some drama, me. I'm getting seasick." It was that, it was that crazy. Was, I mean, he was. It, I swear, <laughs> to a hammer, everything is a nail. Because he was trying <laughs> to like. I said, "You trying to beat the back end, literally?" Like I was like, "I'm dizzy. I'm getting dizzy watching the video." And it just was a clip. It wasn't even that long, and I was like, "I really yeah. did feel dizzy after looking at it." He a child and ain't nobody told him the truth yet. 
But I think that's another conversation, which we will not get too deep into that today, is also like even just how to have different sex. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? People think they're out here having bomb sex. And I'm like, there's levels to sex. Like, and, it's also, and people are also different types of pleasers or different types of yes. way that they come into sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, most of my friends are... I'm gonna give you an experience. I'm I'm and I'm gonna give you an experience. I ain't trying to just fuck you. Like right. Donnie, like Donnie said earlier, I want you to think about me six months from now and all that shit I did to you. I want you to remember that. But let me explain this also though, in fairness to the younger generation, they are not taught about the art of making love because that's not the kind of environment that they really are getting right now. Everything is like about they're not they don't really really have impressions which so that helps uh, circle back to that last conversation we want to have before we end for the night. But it really is, um, it really gives them this certain idea that sex is like really just about getting a quick nut or just how nasty you can be when that sometimes that is lacking intimacy still. So they're still not getting the fulfillment piece of it all. And so it's very transactional a lot of times. And I think that that's what, um, Sometimes they're also, that's why I think that they do things so early on that it's forgettable. It's not unforgettable. They are very forgettable because they are not, they're very transactional. It's like, they're not creating experiences. Um, not the majority of them because just the stuff you see is very like overly sexualized so early on. There's no room for the creativity or imagination. So everything is just like bam, wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. And I think that, the art of making love, like we were saying, is levels to this and different things. A lot of them experiencing this wild, crazy as they licking butt. They doing, you know, the craziest <laughs> shit so early. <laughs> they licking butt. <laughs> <laughs> they do all kind of shit. And they're like 13, 12, 11, and it's like, and they feel like that they're freaks now because they've done that. They're I like, oh, I done did I done did an orgy. I done did this. And it's like, well. I think okay. it's what they're exposed to. I don't think they're I don't think they're any different from us because depending on where you were and what you were exposed to and what you were seeing, like the movie Kids, that's the kids came out when we were Younger. graduating high school. Mm -hmm. And for them to have made the movie Kids <laughs> at that point, it was already going on enough that it needed to be made into a movie. And it wasn't even a documentary. It was a hey, let's just make this movie about what's right. going on. Like, people talk about euphoria and, oh, like, these kids are experiencing so much. No, like, it's, it's that's happening. been the case the whole time, you know? It's and even happening. my mother made a comment about the music and how the music is so raunchy and this, this, and that. And I said, okay, Miss Clarence Carter, I'm stroking with my toothbrush in the backseat of a car and a cop shining his light on me. Or let me be Grace Jones and tell you to pull your limousine up to my bumper and watch me when you enter. Like, they were nasty as fuck. It's but nothing anything has changed. <laughs> they were very slick with it. You know, they, like, they were always talking about sleeping with each other and messing with That one song. I can't remember if it was Betty Wright or somebody else that tonight you make me a woman. Yeah. She said, like, I'm nervous, I'm trembling, but I can't keep like. You know, so the music has not changed or gotten any raunchier. It, yeah. Like I would say, rap it was just, music. It was just yeah. levels. It was just levels. I would to take it. you in the back and stick this Glock in your pussy. Like, yeah, that's a little bit extreme. Like they weren't doing that, right? Like, 
Okay. I didn't think it was levels to it, like what Teddy, what Teddy was saying. It was just levels of variety of things. And now I don't feel like that there's a variety as much um, mainstream-wise. Like, it's not a variety of, like, the, these are the different things so they can connect with different audiences. It's only for a certain crowd type yeah. of thing. Like, what even what is mainstream anymore? Like, everybody is getting away from cable and the streaming. So we're not even all watching the same stuff anymore. You know, some of us are watching YouTube. That's so true. Some of us have Paramount or Pete. Like, so you're we're right. not even watching the same programming. So I think it's like, what are people actually being exposed to and what are they seeking out? Mm-hmm. And I think that plays a That's big real. role in it. And true. if these kids are exposed to things and they don't have a family at home that is going to talk them through what they're being exposed to and help them process what they're being exposed to. Mm-hmm. Because I can't say that I didn't grow up watching violent shit and sex and all that in movies. And there's people that would say, oh yeah, that's why you're a sexual deviant now. But no, like you think it's deviant because I'm not doing what you do. But otherwise right. I'm not hurting nobody. I've not offended any like. Right. I explore with other willing adults that want to explore. Like, right. So I have a healthy view on sex, in my opinion. Some, again, people may disagree, but I came from a family where we talked about sex, where I had an uncle who was a porn producer. And if I figure out something, I, something with an I in it. But if I remember what his name was or find him, you know, my uncle was producing porn and bringing home to his brothers and then to my, to my dad. So, like, there were times that I would find it and watch it. And my parents would talk to me about what you found the porn. Okay, there's a difference between porn and real life. And, like, the levels. There's sex, there's fucking, and there's making love. They're all totally different. They have a yep. totally different purpose. Sex I might agree. It's just maintenance, you know, mm-hmm. fucking. I'm in that mood. Ooh, yes. and I, I need to sweat. I need to pull the back of your hair. That's a passion. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I need to the room stank. Do you hear me? Like, and then there's that, oh, I need to bond with you and feel you against me. Intimacy. And we might touch genitals in the course of that. Oh. Right. Like, I mean, you are gonna touch generals in the course of that, but it's gonna be totally different. It's gonna, yeah, it's it gonna, is. It's gonna be that like, soon as you just that entry point, it's that oh shit, woo, right. <laughs> that yeah. But it's not very even very that. Different. Yes, fuck me. It's that yes, I need that closeness, like you. Said. Yes. Like touch me, be on me, like, and if you a very different conversations happening me. in those <laughs> those moments. Yes. Very different. The dialogue is very different in each of those settings. Yeah, <laughs> extreme, you know, but I came from a family that because of the things I was exposed to and the things that happened did talk me through those experiences. Mm-hmm. Did explain to me that there is a difference and that I at some point in my life would encounter and understand it as I went through, you know, so... I think a lot of that is about exposure. And again, you said we come from a society that does not want us to own that power or, you know, to release that. Like they want to control and manipulate, but behind closed doors, maybe they haven't, you know, 
according to Caulfield or whatever that representative's name, the the one guy that's in the wheelchair that's no longer there who was taking naked pictures with his friends and shit. And then he said that the Republicans were having cocaine orgies. They, now that's, yes. that's, they be having good times, okay? I'm sure. He's, he said he was invited to a cocaine orgy and everybody was like, did you go? Or did like, oh, right, right. why are you talking about it? Did you attend? Okay. Of course. And you got to get the, the evidence. Like <laughs> right, you don't know how to hold your, your, hold your water. <laughs> Right, he told. That's why he out. <laughs> so along those lines, we were just talking about um, memes and other things that we see on TikTok. And there's another podcast where a gentleman and the young lady hosting were discussing his attraction to younger women. And he stated that he prefers to go after someone that is more impressionable as a partner and who would take on his habits and perspectives on things and be influenced by him. Um, let's talk about it. What did you guys think? Help me flesh that out more. What didn't I explain? First of all, I was laughing at the fact that she gave him the dictionary definition. <laughs> and he right. said, did you just make that up? And I said, wait. So we, so we still like here using language that we don't understand. For that's a larger conversation because okay. so much on social media about people using language that they don't understand. And I'm like, I should have never let y'all learn how to read some of y'all. Okay, see, bye. Okay, but even okay, <laughs> here's where I'm stuck. You said using language they don't understand. You don't, my brother. You don't understand what the word partner or impressionable means. No, because, no, because listen when we. Think about partnership. Think about the examples of partnership and when people talk about partnership, you're terrible. It usually is one person being more dominant than the other and claiming partnership. It's really, do you see equal partnership these days exactly. to understand the partnership means you both bring something, you both are getting something, you both are learning something from one another. You're both picking up something from each other because you're legit partners. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even, friendships, even friendships are not partnerships. Like I think... Like me and Donnie's friendship is so rare to me because it is a it is like like that's my homie that's my partner like I learn stuff from him he learns stuff from me like I ride for that Negro that Negro ride for me you know what I'm saying there's no dominance like it, it uh, some, oh oh there, you know what I'm saying at some point in time there, someone's always you know a little more experienced in the area than the other but you know, but that's what a partnership is about that's what our, our mm -hmm. friendship feeds on it being a partnership we're on equal footing. And I feel like that's rare because a lot of times, and even in a lot of my friendships, I won't say most of them, but in a lot of them, I have more of the influence. You know what I'm saying? I have more of the wisdom. I'm usually a little more on top in certain areas. And I find that very interesting. Uh, again, I'm not saying all of my friendships, but just some of them. Mm -hmm. and you know, it's like that, those I don't consider partnerships. That's my friend, but I wouldn't consider that a partnership. It's levels to it. Yeah. Everything, really. Yeah. I completely, I completely agree with that. I think that. I'm gonna let Shady kids have the impression. You do that. <laughs> well, I, to each his own. Different strokes for different folks. If that's, what in, if that's where his skill set is, then please choose the class that works for you. His skill set. That's where his skills. Some of y'all should have never learned how to read because it's you don't about, know it's how about to use just, it's about capability. Everything. 
Because you know what I want to say so bad every time you say that. And I'm not talking about black people. I just want to make that clear. I said some of y'all. That is a blanket statement for everybody. A blanket statement. <laughs> um, some of y'all other races don't know. You shouldn't learn how to read either. Like literally. Um, you never taught your monkeys to read. <laughs> I, just, I just really think that um, he put his foot in, um, in his mouth because he, I think that what he said he meant you know how sometimes you're talking your truth and it comes out. I think he said what he meant. He definitely said he what meant he meant. That. He did. He meant that. Um, he just thought that he was going to be able to finesse it better because he's used to talking to younger girls and they wouldn't have caught that. That's he's that used to talking about impressionable. Yeah, he talking about impressionable. <laughs> they would have like he used a big bag. It's like who de depends on who he was speaking to. But in a sense that he's on a podcast on a panel of women who are literally there to speak the piece of uh you know objectify you know this subject like they literally are there for a debate so for him to come and say that to them his truth that he thought that was going to be finessed well enough to not make him stand out like a sore thumb he just literally you know created that you know that conversation because he likes what he likes and he likes it because he he wants to be pay the cost to be the boss and I say fine with it. It's just certain women that may be into him are not going to be able to do nothing with him, or he they're not going to, or he's not going to choose them just off a of GP. And I mean, to me, that's his preference. Let him have at it. Since he's on a panel, though, it is room to to you know make opinion about it. But other than that, there's many people who have their preferences that the method to the madness makes sense to them. But in reality, it's like a manipulative reason why you want that to be. You know, that's why it's your preference. It's because it's a manipulation or a brokenness behind it. But, but how do you actually go on the air and make that argument that you want mm -hmm. somebody? Like, these are the words he used. He mm -hmm. knew what he was saying. Like, I'm sorry, that's a trash-ass opinion. It's an opinion nonetheless, and you're entitled to have whatever opinion you want. I'm also yeah. entitled to deem it a trash-ass opinion. Right. And that's like... And that went all together in all shapes and forms was a trash-ass opinion. And even when he tried to rationalize it and saying, I want somebody that's going to take on my and do what I, you know, like, you don't want a partner, women you who want a child. That. He does. Like, he, he wants somebody and, subservient um, and to be like his personal assistant and his trophy wife and to check a box off for the his accomplishments and goals. So, but there's women who will sign up for that though. So he's he's making a PSA for the women who do want that life, who want to be kept and are willing to sacrifice that their personal integrity or whatever. They may not even feel like it's a sacrifice in that right. They may feel like you know, it's that argument that women have with each other, like being a feminist or how how feminine are you and subservient and submissive you are to your man. Those are arguments we have as well. And he's but basically in his there. mind saying he wants a submissive woman. But when we go there, are we then going to Samuel, Kevin Samuel's territory? And definitely. <laughs> almost at that point, what old boy was saying is not all that far off from what Kevin Samuels is saying that all men want. Exactly. Men want <laughs> submission. Yeah. Like, and, and that, that, like, that was what I got out of Kevin Samuels listening to a number it of them. Like, there were so many things that Kevin Samuels says that I cannot dispute or disagree with. I but agree. when he says that men want submission, that's when I go, uh, let's talk I, about it. I, I think that he was just so direct 
And uh, I think that sometimes it was salacious because he is was trying to garner entertainment, like he was entertaining. But at the same time, I do feel like there was foundation um, that I agree with when he was talking about certain things completely. Um, but I also think the part that I didn't like about Kevin Samuels is I'm not a person that feels like you have to hurt someone to be able to heal them. I don't think that you have to do that. And I also don't think that everything has to, he was trying to help, I guess, the black women and black men. And I just never liked the, the energy of attack that goes towards black women on how they show up as if there's not social engineering and certain things that go into how we all show up kind of. I think that if you're going to talk so bold and strong on something, then let's talk bold and strong on it. But that's the problem. Sometimes as black people, we talk bold and strong at each other about things as if we don't understand that there's a structuring and framework that's put into place that creates all of us into certain ways that we have to work over and above and beyond in order to not be boxed in. And I, so when people attack, attack black women, I obviously as a black woman feel offended, but I'm a black woman who's very much, um, beige when I when it comes to like dealing with my relationships with different nationalities ethnicities and different things and the common thread is that we have more in common than we have differences and it's clear to a lot of people that black women are always publicly under attack for certain ways and it creates us to some of us to show up defensively to where we're not learning like we're stifled by not receiving the information because we're so frustrated on how it's delivered and that's that's stifling us as as a unit sometimes like because what kevin samuel said was helpful in some ways in some ways even the way that the gentleman stated it though is not helping like he stayed no. like he stated his position in a much softer way but he said it in a judgment way still. i'm still looking at him like you want what He's saying it in a judgment way, though. It's the way he's saying it. It's the undertone that you have to hear is that it's not that I have a preference of this. It's like the people who are not in this preference are not good enough to be with me. And that's where women start to try. If they don't fit into the box he's talking of, then all of a sudden it's more about trying to defend the fact that. I think for me, his his statement sounded his control statement. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, maybe or I'm sorry, not, Petty. You tell me if I if maybe you understand where I'm coming from. This like his statement, less the less the under the the undertone to me was the I'm borderline pedophile because I and I'm not calling the man like I'm not saying, but I'm saying like I want this unequal, unbalanced relationship <laughs> with somebody that I can mold and make do what I want. I want to take them from their mama and raise them right. <laughs> Like, is that where he was going even deeper than I thought? He was talking more like that. That was the undertone that I heard. Okay. Like, and maybe that's because again, perspective and things in my background and impressionable man that I grew up around. Like, that's what it harkened back and reminded me of. Like, I'm not accusing him or saying he don't don't come after me. I didn't do that. Right. What right. I'm saying is it reminded me of men who I grew up with, who I'm like, you kind of, you a predator. Like. (laughs) That word impressionable can be very much in the predatory uh, dictionary. I mean, you know, he did very much use it that way. Like I want to mold and, you know, groom a person. He did say it in a very (laughs) much that way that you could see it in that way. He did. I don't know how old he was. I didn't really get. I just got the small clip, so I don't know how old he is. So when he says young, how how young that actually is for him, I don't know. 
Um, he looked at least 30, right, Patty? I'm about to say he looked seasoned enough. Yeah, looked about 30, yeah. But he definitely has a, like I said, he has a different weakness that when you're just like specified on being able to control someone, there's something, a shortcoming that you're overcompensating for. So he doesn't want to be challenged in a certain way. So that's why maybe he wants to be impressionable. Find someone who's impressionable so he's not challenged. Because what if they decide to bug back? Is he going to hit him? Like, is that what's next? Is that the next conversation piece? You know, like, I don't know. So... <laughs> I so badly want to talk about my boo and our relationship, but this ain't my therapy. This ain't Dr. Laura. And I'm not saying that we have an unbalanced, but like, okay, I'm gonna go there. So there's a part of me that sometimes in our conversation thinks that what he enjoys in our relationship is that I, I have some level of admiration for him professionally and that I see him as successful. And so he, you know, frequently finds himself taking a mentoring role. And I, there's a part of me that wonders, is that something in men? Is this like, is it something that reoccurs in men in these relationships? Like, women look for daddy and they look for somebody that they can look up to and who's a strong male figure and and guys look for a woman that they can you know feel grand and makes them feel like king dick when he walk into the room like it, is that just human nature like is there nothing wrong with what <laughs> I think we have demolished the meaning of submission to be something that is degrading. Like when people say that they're submissive, it usually causes people to be like, oh, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? And I think because we have made such a stink out of submission that it yes. means I control you when submitting is no, I'm allowing you to lead. And that could be at this point, that could be two months from now. But that's me taking a step back and allowing you to step in front of me. That does not mm -hmm. mean you get to control me, hun, because at any point I can get back in front of you until you sit your ass down. <laughs> and I think you don't have a true understanding of submission. That's number one. Number two, I feel like I love my black man. I am a black man. But I feel like a lot of times we want to be coddled and catered to. And and that's and it's like submit to me because I want you to cater to me because the world is hard, right? Black women are the most disrespected person in the world, right? So why are you not lifting up your queen so that she can lift you up, but you're expecting your queen to bend over backwards to keep you on your throne while she's at your feet? I don't think that's quite how it works. Because even if you want to look, and people always want to bring in church, you know, they always want to be biblical, so I'm going to give y'all that side too. I was about to go biblical with you. The church go is there, supposed Patty. to be the bride, right? But the church, the church is supposed to be the bride, right? But there's all these things that are stated that the church is supposed to be prepared and doing. There's still work that needs to be done. The submission is through the work, but that doesn't mean you're constantly at the bottom. The church is supposed to be, uh, it's supposed to be not in the world. It's not a part of the world, but we are in this world, right? It's it's set, a set apart. So it's like, there's supposed to be something special about your woman besides just serving you. Even if you want to take it that way, the church is supposed to be special outside of just serving God. 
but that's a whole other co conversation about church in itself. But like, if you just want to look at it from that standpoint of the church being the bride, even the way the church is supposed to operate is different. Why would you not expect your woman to be different? Mm. <clears throat> it's the truth. You know, I just keep thinking about what Jill Scott said. If you can tell me <laughs> what to do, then you can tell me. You what can tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. You can't tell me what to do. That's a quote of my quote book from her, baby, because it's the truth on how I feel as a strong woman. I don't want to dim my light for you to be bright. To me, that's not evenly yoked, and that's just not what God has for me. However, a lot of times the teachings have been that you do have to do that. That's what partnership is. And when you said that it's a lot to do with not the word submissive, I think it has a lot to also do with leadership. People don't know what it means to actually, what leading Baby. And So, I mean, we have a lot of people who are dictators, who are managers, who are these pretend bosses, um, but they're not leaders. Leadership is when people choose to follow. And you're not a leader if people don't choose to follow you. You are something else. Um, and that's where people throw that leadership title on. And leadership has nothing to do but with submission. It's people, you showing up a certain way and people choosing to follow your way because they deem yeah. that's the way that they would have went if they were leading type yeah. deal. It's not yeah, that so they're weak now. Yeah. No, and that they're not leaders in themselves. You know, it's just that why would I try to, fight you if we have the same common goal and you already and you got the plan i'm gonna follow you because that's what i was gonna do if i was a leader so it's just like we do have submission wrong but we have leadership wrong what leadership really is what does that mean and that goes back to for our community the church you know our leadership in this world when it comes to social engineering like who how a person leads it speaks volumes on who their followers are and a lot of other things and i think that mm -hmm. that does make a major impact on our our communities and black men and black women how we have been led um very patriarchal um but it's been very much by as you say our caucasian cousins and we move around in spirit very differently um but that has nothing to do with what's right is right and you should elevate we should be elevating one another and we should be leading from where we are like everyone should be a leader now in all actuality but you also to be a great leader you have to also know how to follow um, you so know, Shay, I think you, you said that before me. talking about DNA. One of you guys had told me about DNB. You had to learn in order to be good at being dominating. You had to also know how to be submissive. Yeah, um, yeah. I yes. think one of you guys taught me that. Yes. Yes. So that's yeah, no different than I feel like when it comes to being a good leader. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes. But you know, Shay, you reminded me. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but at the plantation, you and I were leading a group. And one of our senior leaders said to our group, are you a leader if nobody is following? What is the good of calling yourself a leader if nobody's willing to follow you? And it's, I, I know it's taking the conversation yet again in a different direction, but when you said that, it, it occurred to me, and then I thought about it. Everybody that was at that table is no longer with the organization. Everybody at that table said, I am no longer willing to follow you. Mm -hmm. And he was the one that said it. Like it, it I do remember that conversation. When you talk about leadership and people not understanding what leadership is, even the people that know what it is don't know how to do it. Because they don't know who they are. Let's be clear. 
And at the heart of leadership is service. And I think people- Because he doesn't know who he is. The person we're talking about doesn't know who they are. They're battling within. They're showing up in a way that seems very much put together, but we all know that that's not the the complete truth. So that's the reason, because I actually think this person does know what leadership is, has a lot of references and different books and everything, but practice and theory are two different things. I've learned a lot of stuff in school. That don't mean that I'm practicing it, no. So it's it's more about that. So I think that if you don't know who you are, no matter how much you know, you're still not going to execute it the right way. Yeah, it has to go hand. Them have to be a crossroads. You have to be a cross, which leads to the Lord. Okay, I don't want to get on the mountain. Leadership. <laughs> I don't want to get on the mountain. Let me go. Let me go. <laughs> he executing. It just ain't leadership. I don't know what. It's not, le- it's not leadership. I feel sad for that, but okay, that's the next caller. I don't want to feel yeah, sad for that. I, I for couldn't help but my mind went there when you said that, and I just couldn't help but hear. In the irony of that situation, Petty, you had something you were going to add to that. I see. Yeah, I was just, just saying that the heart of leadership is service, and I think sometimes we fail to we we forget that. And you know, I I go back and reference church because you know a lot of our community church is a big part of our lives, whether we were younger, middle, old, right, whatever. Right. And we look at leadership at church, and I think sometimes like the church sets a bad bad sometimes church sets a bad example of what leadership mm-hmm. is because it's oh serve the pastor uh-uh, baby the pastor is serving you what does the shepherd do the shepherd going to wrangle up the sheep right that is service you are going out and you are doing the work to bring something back in right you ain't the right on all the work you as the shepherd are doing the work you are serving the sheep now you are serving these people it's not always about your armor bearer bringing you this them giving you honorarium and uh, it's not a but that's not what leadership is and leadership isn't i tell you what to do and you do it Leadership is teaching. Leadership mm-hmm. is instilling critical thinking skills. Leadership is expanding vision. Leadership is growing and learning yourself and how you can navigate this world with other people. That's what leadership is. And that's what you learn through service. And I think sometimes we forget that service is at the core of what leadership is. Because if you can't serve somebody, how are you going to lead? If you can't receive, how can you lead? So you have to serve people in some capacity. You didn't just come out the gate being a leader. I hope not, because baby, I wouldn't trust you. I wouldn't want nothing to do with you. <laughs> but even bringing that full circle, that's what the dom-sub relationship is about. People assume it's the dom doing whatever they want to the sub, and the sub is and just not. taking it. It's no. Not. Like, any of my sessions usually start with, what do you want? Yep. What What are you wanting to explore? What have you not had done to you? And what are you willing to allow me to do? And I don't stop when I want to. I stop when I've hit their yellow or red. Yep. So it's it's not about me taking control of the situation and just inflicting my will on you. That's not leadership. That's not being a dom. And those people that understand those relationships in that way, fuck it up for the rest of us. <laughs> so- and I'm just going to go ahead and bow tie and wrap this up for us uh, because I think that everything that we have said this evening, like you just pulled it back full circle, it does, it, it has to do with the partnership of it all. Like you can't have, it's not just one ingredient that makes out um, this perfect recipe for what we're trying to do. And through this podcast, this is part of our contribution in opening up some of these conversations and creating a space so that way we can talk about some of these ingredients to make the recipe that we all are looking for, for fulfillment and just clarity on certain things. And so I hope that 
from what we shared, Donnie Petty T and myself. Um, I hope that we really have like planted some seeds and opened up some things. Pretty soon we're gonna be opening up some lines so we can have some interviews and have people calling in. So we have so more lines. Next caller. <laughs> next caller. I love it. So we're gonna be doing some different things in 2023. Um, and getting some ideas from y'all on things you want to hear us talk about. Um, yeah. because we have unique perspectives. Um, but every perspective we come in with is always gonna be ratchicated. So ratchicated, ratchicated, baby. So bring all the ingredients. Just hold the cilantro. It tastes like soap to me. I'll take the cilantro. Thanks. We'll we'll put it on the side because we customize over here. Right. (laughs) And that has been your ratchicated podcast. We thank you for tuning in. Find us on Spotify. Find us on YouTube. Find us on Apple Podcasts and a whole bunch of other places. Google too. Mm-hmm. Have a good tell your friends <laughs> and your cousins. Tell your friends. Hey, your grandma too. I like. <laughs>